Chapter 4 of The Sick Man's Comfort Book by Rev. P. B. Power. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Chapter 4 Comfort in Pain. We must not undervalue pain. It is folly to pooh pooh it and say that we should be above being moved by it, that, as it is only for a time, we ought not to make anything of it. To get comfort in my time of pain, I take up altogether a different line of thought. So far from making nothing of pain, I make a great deal of it. I believe it to be a very real trouble, a very great trial, something which makes a great demand upon my faith and patience, and all my powers of body and mind, too. I consider it an insult to any one suffering pain to make light of his suffering. I do not consider that he is a Spartan or a North American Indian who glories in bearing pain without sympathy, nor am I one either. On the other hand, I like to feel for another's pain. I should be sorry if when I saw a man or woman in suffering, I did not feel something. Pain is an undeniable fact, and to try and do away with it is simple folly, and hence comes part of my comfort. Be persuaded, dear reader, that God does not make light of your pain. I am comforted in my suffering in the thought that God knows all about it and feels for it, too. Sympathy is a great balm, and you have the sympathy of God. Then, why does he not remove your pain, when he undoubtedly could do so by even one single word? Perhaps you have sometimes had a hard thought about God on that account. You know your physician, your friend who comes to see you, and who sympathizes with you, would certainly remove your pain in one moment if he could. And whereas God can, but does not, is his sympathy less than your friend's? Certainly not. We do not see the reasons for pain. We are like children who, for a present advantage, would forego any amount of future good. But our sympathizing father is wise, with a full, far-seeing wisdom, and he means us to get great blessing if only we will allow him to bless us in his own way. Therefore be comforted in every pain with the thought that it has not escaped the observation of God, but has been noted by him, has been felt by him. My groaning is not hid from thee. Psalm 38 verse 9. Pain is no vulgar thing when we bring it into connection with the sympathy of God. Then, we come to the thought that Jesus suffered pain. Put that down as a second comfort. Put it down as a great comfort. Christ, God and man, in his human nature, made of nerves and flesh and blood, just like yours, every nerve the same, every muscle the same, actually felt great pain, probably greater than any you have ever felt. A sharp pain was sharp. A dull grinding pain was dull and grinding to him, just as such pains are with you. No doubt, you have no pain but that he felt one like it, probably that very pain in its highest form upon the cross. I think it will help you to bear your pain, and will comfort you in it, if you come into fellowship with Christ as regards it. It is not the most heroic, most excellent way to shut yourself up and bear it grimly alone. Perhaps... Your nearest and dearest friends about you cannot enter into your sufferings, and that is sometimes likely to distress and irritate you. Well, remember there is a friend who can, who in all our afflictions was afflicted, 
and that friend is in sympathy with you, and you are not unnoticed, and your pain is not undervalued, and surely there is no small comfort here. Another comfort in pain is the thought that all this shall have an end. There is a prospect before you. Jesus, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame. Every pain born is one pain less to bear. And God would have us think of the end. He sets all the future blessedness before us, telling us of it before we attain to it, in order that it may cheer and encourage us on our way. See what it says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. I do not say that this makes the pain itself one whit less, but it gives us courage to bear it. It inspires us with hope in it. It gives us a glimpse of the final way out of it, and, to say the least of it, it cheers us. Then, it is a comfort in painful illnesses that we are in fellowship with great ones. A vast number of God's most eminent servants have been pain-bearers. Many of these have had pains which no one knew anything of until they died. Then, in their diaries, an account of their sufferings has been found. And it is a comfort that pain is working blessing. No chastening is for the present joyous, but grievous. But in the end it worketh the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Wasted labor is the worst of toil. To be trying to teach those who either cannot or will not learn. To be tilling ground which has no heart. It can yield no adequate return. This, and all kindred work, is doubled toil. And aimless pain is of this nature. But no pain is aimless, if only we will see that it has a design. God means it to work blessing. He means that it should leave something behind it. Pain has its place in the plan of our life ever since the fall. Then, why do not all men have it? Because the plan of all men's lives is not the same. Enough for us that if it come to us, it is in the plan of ours, and we must believe that it has not been put there for naught, but that God's good is coming our way, and to know that good is before us is comfort in itself. Note one comfort more. In pain, if properly born, God can be pleased. But perhaps our pain may be so sharp, or may have worn us down so much that we cannot get the mind to work actively we cannot have the idea of pleasing God strong before us. Under these circumstances, it is a comfort to think that God does not require us to think. He is no hard taskmaster. He only wills us to resign ourselves into his hands. We may do that and lean back in our chairs or on our pillows and feel that we are pleasing him, though we have no active thoughts about him. So pain bad as undoubtedly it is, is not altogether so comfortless a condition as we unthoughtfully or petulantly might suppose. It has comforts belonging to it which are its own, and no doubt some which are not elsewhere to be had. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son that he receiveth. And many a one can say, 
Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy law. Therefore let the one who suffers pain say these things to himself. Thou, O my Savior, didst suffer pain in the days of thy flesh. Shall the servant be above his master, the disciple above his Lord? O my Savior, thou understandest my sufferings. I thank thee that in thy exaltation thou feelest for me. I comfort myself in the sweet condescension and sympathy of thy love. Touching this my pain, these things have an end. Open to me, O my Lord, the vision of the blessed. Bring vividly to my heart the time when suffering shall be no more. Let heaven come before my weary eyes, and let me endure as seeing thee, the invisible one, and the world invisible too. Let the painless eternity build up my strength in these my painful hours. I praise thee, O my God, that I am in fellowship with the great ones of thy kingdom in this my pain, and thus far in the communion of the saints. O let me not disgrace that noble company. Strengthen me, O my God, by the remembrance of all they so nobly endured, and let me feel that I am not alone. Let a sense of fellowship make me strong. Let me not hinder thy blessing, O my Father, by rejecting the means through which thou sendest it. Let me not close up any of the avenues of thy mercies. Let me expect that thou wilt do me good. Consecrate my pain to thy high uses. Sanctify it that it may be a wealth bringer unto me. Show me, O Lord, the light of thy countenance in my pain, that I may know that thou art pleased. Let me use my pain as an instrument wherewith to please thee. Let me hear thou speak unto me, and say that thou acceptest this sacrifice at my hands. Thus, in the sympathies of Christ, thus, enduring that which has an end, thus, in fellowship with great ones of the kingdom. Thus, bearing that which brings blessing. Thus, pleasing God. Be comforted, suffering one, in thy pain. God has ordained no place to be wholly comfortless, and there are many comforts for thee here. End of chapter 4